It is that time of the week one more time with Snap Tackle and Pod. I am Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. He is Dion Clisso of PrepsKC.com. How you doing, Dion? I recovered nicely over the weekend from the nonstop football that started at about 1 o'clock on Wednesday of last week as everybody was moving their oh games. Oh, God, I know. And it was really much ado about nothing, uh, right? We ended up with about five games that ended up rolling over to the next day, and we had some interesting... But the weather eventually came, but yeah. it was like... what I live on the west side of town, and I remember it hitting at like maybe 8.30 or 9. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of funny that uh, depending on where you were and depending on what time you started... You, you got most of those games in. Like most of those four and five o'clock games. They got all in, got in. Got yep. in fine. And that's a smart thing to do. Um, I, I just know that a lot of people wanted to move up to Thursday just because the main thing was the homecoming. Yeah. That was causing all that. And you want that. the night feel yeah, of it and, all. And, and, and you know, uh, Cole Young, who writes for us, uh, he was out at, at Ray Peck and Park Hill on Thursday night. He said it was one of the best crowds he'd seen. Hmm. He goes, yes, it was homecoming. He goes, but people didn't leave after the halftime. And he, yeah. it, now, it helps that you got two really good teams and, uh, you know that makes it a good crowd. But he said he goes, he goes. You know they ought to think about doing a few more standalone Thursday night games. And you know back in the day there was a a, a channel called Metro Sports. Heard of it? I heard of it. That uh, used to do some Thursday games, and uh, I did some color on some of those yep. games. And it was kind of it was th- there was there was the ability to do that because on the Missouri side you still had Raytown sharing sharing uh, stadiums, mm-hmm. Liberty sharing stadiums. Uh, you still have Oak Park and and you know the North Kansas Cities, but they pretty much got it scheduled out where one plays at home one week and the next one plays at home. Then of course you got the, the Kansas schools, the Olathe, the Blue Valley, and, and Shawnee Mission schools that you know have five schools here in two stadiums. So there's always a, a Thursday night game out there it seems. But there were some other ones that got moved that that were able to you know that I know that back in the day you guys would move them to Thursday mm-hmm. night to kind of highlight them. And that was that was fun. I mean it, it was a it was a long week of football. But there was some good games out there. There were some interesting games in terms of how they finished. Uh, um, up north, like in the Lathrop and Lawson, it kind of got down there first in that area. Up north of, mm-hmm. you know, around St. Joe, those those games got delayed before anybody else. And like Lathrop was up forty eight to nothing about a minute into the second quarter on West Platte, and they decided to go ahead and stop that game. And they didn't finish it. Probably wise. And then uh, Lawson, I think, made it to halftime. Maryville made it to halftime, and they just kind (laughs) of called it at that. Now, an interesting game on the Kansas side was uh, Schlegel and Wyandotte, and Wyandotte was winning six to two in the third quarter. Six to two. Six to two. A little, uh, a little grand slam there put him ahead. And uh, (laughs) Schlegel was actually driving, and the weather came in. And they will, the coaches, from what I've been told, uh, the coaches wanted to finish the next day. The district AD said, no, you're done. What? And so I, 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 I'm gathering that there's not a lot of love right now between the district AD and the No. So they did How about right you just, just find a field the next day? Yeah, you so, don't need their permission. You go and, hey, we'll call it a scrimmage, whatever you want to say. <laughs> we'll finish this thing out. So it's, uh, it's official, 6-2. to two. Oh, uh, my Schlegel, goodness. Schlegel takes the loss there. But, you know, there was just some different you know ways of doing things. You know, some people went on Thursday. Um, Miege moved up to Thursday, and they got beat by St. James. Yep. Um, uh, I, I assume you're believing that Mill Valley softened them up for that. Uh... That was it. You know, <laughs> that's 
it. So, uh, and then the Mill Valley beating St. James actually got them uh, yes. a- angry yes. uh, or something like that. It's amazing. I mean, we had we had some eye opening scores. Yeah, last it, week. Mill Valley hung with Aquinas. Uh, you know, Lawrence, Blue Valley beating Rockers. Blue Valley beating Rockers, and you know, it's kind of interesting. Rockers is going to be in these games all season long, and they got beat on a couple big pass plays, which I didn't think they would. But the, the Blew Valley quarterback Jake Wolf uh, hit Sterling Lockett on the last one, on, and and the guy he just kind of shook a guy loose in man coverage and and went all the way. And uh, you know that's that says a lot about how Blue Valley's come along in the last three weeks after getting shellacked by Aquinas to start the season. And and so you know I, Rock's going to be in games like this. They're going to win some and they're going to lose some. They're still a pretty good football team. And when it comes down to the end of the season, when you know. The, the weather gets bad and teams have to run the ball a little more. Um, Rock's probably going to be there, but they're going to mix with about seven teams. Yeah, I mean, Lee Summit was sitting at the bottom of the of the barrel uh, in that district last week, and uh, they go up and beat Park Hill South in a shootout. Liberty is now the eight seed in that district. Wow, Class Six team. So Jeez. there's a lot of good teams and some, and like you said, some surprising games. Lee Summit West went up to Staley and hammered them forty to nothing. I, I don't Unreal. know. That I was don't a Thursday know. night game. We had that on Thir- 41 Action News. I can't believe Staley didn't score a point. Uh, no, I, you know, and you don't know. It was homecoming for Staley. You, the game gets moved up a day. You just don't know how those 16, 17-year-old kids are going to react. And obviously it did well for Lisa West. They rolled in ready to go and, and stomped on. I think their defense had like three touchdowns. Yeah, and that's that says a lot about, about how they've come along. And, you know, they're they're sitting at four and one very quietly and, mm-hmm. and now ranked up, I think, eighth in the state. And you know they're in the mix too. So you know, the, you know, Park Hill got the big win over Ray Peck, uh, thirteen to ten, on a hundred yard pick six and a block punt. That's how they scored. Nice. That, you want to talk about some teams Hashtag that play some defense? School. Yeah, you want to talk about some teams that play some defense? Park Hill's one of them, and they're winning with defense. And and so it, you're going to see a lot of these games like that that are just tight and close. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, Blue Springs, you know. Beat Blue Spring South pretty easily the week before. They were they had to go to the brink to beat Lee Summit, and then Lee Summit turns around and gets that win. Uh, Lee Summit North did a good job. They they were actually had a one score lead against Liberty and got a strip sack and then scored a touchdown there late to make it a two score game. But that was a tight game. Uh, Liberty was driving at that point, and so they were you know they had a shot to it was twenty to fourteen, so they had a shot to yep. you know kick that extra point and get a win. So a lot of great tight games and. And yes, uh, you know, twenty some games on on Friday, another forty, or on, on Thursday, another forty on thir- on Friday. So it was a bit of a long week. By about uh, two o'clock on Saturday afternoon, I was I was done for a while. I bet, <laughs> I bet. Looks like the 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 weather's gonna it's gonna be cool. It's gonna it is it's gonna be fall cool. weather coming up this Friday. Yeah, there's I think there's a chance of some showers, not necessarily oh, storms, but yeah. I mean just some cool weather, and it'll feel like it'll feel like football weather finally. And that's always the first. That's always one of the fun nights. That first night, and I remember when I was in high school. Um, that first cold Friday mm-hmm. night, which in Virginia Beach, Virginia, might have been November. Um, <laughs> you know, that first cool Friday night, if we saw it that way, my mom would always make chili, and my friends would go oh, yeah. and we'd eat chili there before we go. we'd go to the game. Nice. It was kind of it was kind of a cool tradition that we started, and we do at the Preps KC World Headquarters. When we're doing scores on Friday nights. We have different meals that we feed our our staff, and uh, the chili is not not this week. We're not doing chili this week. We're going to wait until it gets a little cooler. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, always one of those things. And I think about chili and and high school football. It's great. I think about chili and uh, cinnamon rolls because I'm from the Midwest. That was a that was a staple See, I, at a lot of lunches growing up. Chili and cinnamon rolls. You, you guys were talking about that on the radio. Like, yeah, three weeks it's a ago. Thing. And I've never had chili. Well, you're, and you're from the East Coast. I, I oh, think my it's a Midwest from here thing. originally, but I mean, I'm, I've spent. I think some it's time a small East. town thing. I don't know uh, if Kansas Cityans experience today. That, yeah, yeah. But yeah, chili and cinnamon rolls. I love. love we like love paved them. streets and things like that. That's, <laughs> uh, Indoor restrooms. Yes. <laughs> 
We, we don't have time to sit around and think about cinnamon rolls. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, hey, I want to do an ode to the undefeated teams out yeah. there because we're five weeks in in Missouri, four weeks in in Kansas. So that's saying something. If you're if you're uh, well, halfway through the regular season schedule in Kansas and past that in, uh, in, in Missouri and you're still undefeated, and there's only a handful of teams left on both sides that are still undefeated. It's, it's a... I don't know. I, I haven't looked back, but it seems like there are less teams now. It, it seems like everybody's come back to the to the mean, and that like uh, there's a lot more parity maybe this this year in uh, high school football. Yeah, I think City. I think there is. There's a lot of strength. It used to be, you know, sometimes the the smaller schools you get a little top heavy, mm-hmm. and those you know there'd be three or four or five of them that are just running rough shot. But this year, there's only in the smaller schools. There's only a couple that are really going and you know some surpri- surprises you get out in the in the far reaches like Knob Noster and Warrensburg mm-hmm. and things. Uh but you know, Lathrop Odessa, we're talking about teams that played in state championship games the last few years. They're still about. undefeated. They're still undefeated. Odessa uh, is a machine, right? Yeah, they you know it was a little tougher game against Oak Grove. It's probably the first kind of was real it? Team. They well they won out? they won easily, but I mean yeah. they gave up you know a couple touchdowns in the first half. Yeah so. for them I guess that's yeah, awful. So it was but it's a, a better test on them and uh you know like Excelsior Springs was undefeated until they played Harrisonville and Harrisonville got their first win last week. But now Odessa, Lathrop um, some of Christian, that's another one I forgot there. They're okay. in class two. Um, they're all undefeated. You know, and then you get into class four, Lincoln Prep is probably the one that really stands out. And, and you know, they got a big win over Pembroke Hill last week. They're opening their stadium this week uh, yeah, with that. East, and it's going to be a neat deal. And they've got the blue turf there. That's so uh, cool. And they've got some drone shots. And it looks like it, the, the stadium where their stands are, it, it backs up to the school, but like they've got some of the opposite side drone shots with the city in the background. It's really kind of cool, cool to have that stadium. And, the, and really, hats off to all the Kansas City. Uh, high schools, the Kansas City Public Schools have done a great job of getting home stadiums, and I know the Chiefs have done a lot to help with that as well. So they all have a home stadium now, uh, which is, means a lot. You talk about Thursday games, that was one of the reasons mm-hmm. they had five or six high schools playing at one site. Um, they were playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, sometimes two games on Saturday um, a few years ago. So now Lincoln Prep's undefeated, North Kansas City's undefeated, Liberty North's undefeated. Um, who else? Knob Noster, Warrensburg. You yeah. said Smithville, North Kansas Smithville. City. Smithville, yeah. Smithville's got Platte County this week, so that's going to be a a good test for them. So yeah, they, on the Missouri side, about ten or so yeah. undefeated left, at least in our Kansas area. side. Aquinas, um, Aquinas, Forno, Lawrence, Lawrence, Forno, Shawnee Mission, Northwest, Forno. So one's going down this one's week going because down we have Shawnee Mission, Northwest, and Lawrence. Yeah, and and that's those two teams have got. Uh, really have just played outstanding to start the season. They can play some offense. I, I think the Shawnee Mission Northwest defense uh, is young, and so they'll give up some points. But if you want to think about them like the Chiefs, the, that's fine because they're going to score a lot of points yeah. too. I mean, they scored 54 last week. Ty Black had 300 yards and three touchdowns, and he ran for another touchdown. I mean, and Ty Lindemann had a big game for them, their receiver. So it's, uh, you know, Ty Black at Shawnee Mission Northwest has 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. In four games, and he's got 292 yards rushing. Wow! In four games, yeah, you said the dark horse Simone Award. Yeah, I mean, candidate. he could be a 3,000, 1,000 guy. Yeah, it might not be dark horse. Yeah, for too and, much longer. And 35, 40 total touchdowns. And Bo Black's daddy's yeah. the head coach, so a cool kind of story. Out and he's there. just a junior too. So wow! And most of those guys on that team are juniors. And 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 Bo Black's been there for, I think this is his fifth year. So these guys played together, you know, for a couple years in, in middle school. And so they know each other pretty well, and they were pretty successful there too. So this is kind of a renaissance for Shawnee Mission Northwest. When I first started Preps KC 10 years ago, 
they were a very solid school. They you know win five six games, and you remember that they yeah. they and they'd always beat somebody in the postseason. If they got in when the old district system was two getting well, in, and they had some guys that played there. What Ryan Terrain played there, um, the offensive lineman that went to Kansas State, whose Lil, name uh, Ryan Lilja. Lilja was he in Northwest. A, uh, there was a, some good pastors that went through there that played D one ball, and uh, so no, they've always had players. In fact, they were the team when I first started covering Kansas that I'd go over and see the numbers that you'd see on the Missouri side. Just the guys standing on the sideline looked more like a Missouri team, had good numbers out. They are one of the bigger schools in the Shawnee Mission District, so they've got more number. But they did a good job, and they're kind of back to that now. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, and the only Shawnee Mission school in either Shawnee or Mission, that's the only one, Shawnee, <laughs> Shawnee Mission Northwest. The rest are like in Overland Park and uh, and wherever Shawnee Mission East is in Prairie Village, right, or yeah. something like that, yeah. Um, so good on you there, uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest. Um, let's, and you mentioned, uh, what, Tonganoxie, Tonganoxie and, and DeSoto. Pa- and DeSoto. And, and DeSoto in the UKC is undefeated. Uh, Tonganoxie and Paola in the Frontier are undefeated, so... Those two teams will find each other at yeah. some point. And, and DeSoto, you know, they've got a game with Spring Hill this week, and that's one of the tougher games they've had. They've handled their, their competition in the, in the UKC so far. They have. All right, let's take a look at the uh, REMAX Big Three games of the week on both sides. This week we start in Missouri, Grain Valley at Raytown. Why do you like this one? Well, Raytown, since their little Oak Park hiccup, just like last year, they've been playing pretty good football and um, been kind of dominating teams. Grain Valley defensively has been pretty strong all season, uh, even in their losses. Now they gave up 40 to Smithville, but their loss to Platte County only gave up 18 points in that game. Their offense is starting to kind of get into gear. Uh, and so this is going to be a big test of that Raytown defense because Grain Valley's offense is legit. They're a, a very good Class 4 team. They've got a really good chance to win their district and, and be a quarterfinalist. Uh, and so this is this is a test for both these schools because they've got other games coming, mm-hmm. and so they can't get caught looking ahead uh, in this non-conference game. But you know, if you're Grain Valley, you go out and you snag a Class Five win here. That's bonus points. That helps your district standing. That's a big win. But for Raytown, you want to make sure you keep those wins going too, so they can stay at the top. Of the, they should end up at the top of their district. Just the way it goes, so they've got some head-to-head games with you know Fort Osage and William Christman and, and that and, the, and those, so they can kind of take care of that. But this is just a big game for two teams to say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we step out of conference, but we're going to be able to test ourselves and and, and have an impact on our season. Lathrop at Lawson rivalry as old as time, right? Yeah, they don't need to be five and zero and four and one to. Have and a, they are, and huh? they are. And Lathrop's undefeated. Where, where are Lathrop and Lawson? Those are two of the you small go, towns that I've never been to. It's like here. north of Kearney. Okay. I've never been to Lathrop, and they're I've both been, north of Kearney. Yeah, they're, then they're real close to each other. Um, and I've been to Lawson, and uh, you know Lathrop has in the last ten years they've gone from not winning games for like two or three years in a row. To pretty good and being competitive, to back to not winning games, and then Chris Holt took over, and Chris Holt, who was at Maryville, yep. won state championships there, and was at Oak Park for a little while. He took over and got them turned right around last year in the, in the state championship game, and hmm. um, so I mean, you know, they, they got worked a little in the state championship game by Blair Oaks, but uh, they're really good, and they've got a chance to go deep again this year. Of course, they're in the same district with Maryville, so that's going to be a, a fun one. But Lathrop and Lawson are just—it's a great rivalry. Um, you know, the games are usually close. I think Lathrop's a little bit better team. They play a little bit better competition and, and dominate. Like I said, they only played a quarter and a minute, scored 48 points last week <laughs> against West Platte. Jeez. It was probably the nicest thing they did did for West Platte was go ahead and end that game. But uh, Lawson has really stepped up, and now they've gotten into conference. They're playing their best football at the right time. Smithville at Platte County, that's going to be another 5-0, 4-1 game, yes, it is it not? 5-0, yep. 4-1, and, 4-1, and 
Uh, Platte County is, you know, they've got the loss to Park Hill South. They've got the one-point win over Grain Valley. Other than that, they pounded Kearney and uh, really taking care of their business. The, the question this year, like last year, they, Smithville was up 27 nothing and lost 28-27. Mm-hmm. And it stung, it stung Smithville bad, and they, and they beat them in the playoffs. So now it's Platte County coming off the tough loss in the postseason, and they've got to try and, and, and get this one here. And this is a huge game. You know, yeah, it's the conference title's probably on the line, but this in that district they're in. This is, I mean, this is a head-to-head spot. You're probably going to be, you know, Lincoln Prep may go up there and grab that number one because they may go undefeated. Yep. So this is a spot where they really need to, you know, you got to win this game. So you're sitting there, or if you, you know, you've got that head-to-head. You, if you're below them, mm-hmm. you know, whoever's below them, you've got that head-to-head. You automatically get flipped. Over on the Kansas side, game of the week in the EKL, 3-1, and one, Blue Valley West, only lost to Miege, at Aquinas, still undefeated at 4-0. and oh. We talked about kind of the bunching up and uh, the parity in, uh, in high school football in Kansas City. I think the EKL is really close with about six teams. Yes, and, and Blue Valley West has really played well since that loss to Miege. They, you know, they beat Mill Valley that first week of the season. You kind of didn't know what that was. They beat they, Mill Valley by one score, and then they beat what Blue Valley North last week by one point. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. double OT. So it, it's a uh, it, they're, they're in close games. They're in a lot of close games. Aquinas hadn't really played a close game in a year or so until last week when they right. played Mill Valley. So, you know, this is, this is you know, Mill Valley slowed down Aquinas, and there's some film of somebody doing that now. And so that's a, a situation where Blue Valley's going to, you know, see what they need to do. I think it's a fun one. I don't know if Blue Valley West can beat Aquinas, but I think Blue Valley West is showing themselves in what is a deep class 6A mm-hmm. in Kansas as a team that can be a player. Uh, could be. Uh, game of the week on in the Sunflower League. Going to be Lawrence and Shawnee Mission Northwest. We've talked briefly on that, but two undefeated squads. Are yeah. these, the t- these the two best teams I, in, the, in the Sunflower League? Gardner Edgerton is in that yeah, discussion as true. well, and Free State is in that discussion. Well, I guess, is Gardner not undefeated? No, they no, lost, lost last week. That's right. Yep. And they lost to Lawrence two weeks ago. So, you know, there's four teams probably right at the top in that league. Olathe and North is also undefeated. No, That's they it. lost last week to Columbine, but they're also in the mix in the. In the uh, Sunflower League, but you know those four or five teams right there are the ones who are mm-hmm. really kind of and, and Shawnee Mission Northwest and Lawrence are the ones who are out in front. Yep. Um, and so this is really Shawnee Mission Northwest's first head to head. They beat Shawnee Mission East last week, and we're seeing kind of Shawnee Mission East being more of a middle of the road team this year. But um, they definitely Shawnee Mission Northwest has definitely done everything they need to do, and so is Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, and they were all over Olathe Northwest last week, so. This is this is just a fun game, and it's good to see some different teams. I mean, Shawnee Mission Northwest and Lawrence really, and this is the best start Lawrence has had. I'm going to say, you know, Brad Strauss a few years ago. I don't know if they started four and zero, but they they got to like seven or eight wins that year. But I don't know if they were ever four and zero in that stretch. So this is probably their best start in at least a decade. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Tonganoxie at Piper, a little. Rivalry game out there, one, one yeah. side of K seven, the other used to be Call Valley team, um, yep. conference mates, and now they're down in the, uh, the I want I keep want to say Pioneer League, the Frontier League, Frontier. And uh, Tongi played well at Bonner last week and got a good win there. Piper kind of came up, got snipped by uh, Lewisburg, and so they're really kind of looking to come back. And this is a game where these two teams know each other so well. That, that Piper's just got to be able to go out there and say, hey, this is a chance for us to kind of really kind of get back on what we want to do. But Tongi's rolling yep. big time. Cooper Cunningham averaging 200 yards a game and tailback for them, and they look pretty good. I, If I had to rank them in the Frontier League, I'd probably go Paola 1, Tonganoxy 2. And then there's Piper and Lewisburg and some other schools in there too. But I, I think those two teams are definitely at the top. All right, taking a look at uh, you know, both sides here, as we, we've, we've seen a lot from Class 6, 5, and 4 teams in Missouri and on down. Same with 6A, 5A, 4A in, in Kansas. What, uh, 
what local teams are are, are looking like a they've got they've got a real shot at bringing home hardware here in a, in another month and a half or so. We'll start on the Kansas side. I think you you know Miege even with the loss last week, you know there's they'll be in four A. They'll be in four A, and I think you know Paola's pretty good. Tonganoxy's pretty good. Uh, but we've got to see them head to head before we can say yeah. you know they're definitely they're they're definitely vulnerable for the first time in a long time. I think they'll 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 take a lump or two. I think in EKL play, um, whether yeah, they it's still Aquinas, they still got Rockers a, this week, and they've got Aquinas still. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, so they've got some they've got some games out there. Which they, the two teams I believe they lost to last yes. year, right? They at least lost to Aquinas. Yes, yeah. they lost both those games yep. last year. So, you know, they've got some games out there that, that they still may lose. It, that they just it's them, and then like I said, you know, you throw Paola and Tonga and Oxy in there. I just don't know if they have the athletes in the end mm-hmm. to hang with Miege. So I think Miege is probably definitely a favorite in, in four. I say Aquinas in five, but I tell you, I think five's looking a little tougher than it was. It's tougher, yeah. But the good thing for Aquinas is that what they won the state championship by like four touchdowns last year, yeah. right? so, so they can come down a couple pegs and probably still be the best team. True, true. I mean, Mill Valley's playing better, even though they maybe don't have the wins right. to show it <laughs> right. in the last two weeks. Right. DeSoto is crushing people. Um, they're going to be tested when they get to the postseason. Uh, so those, you know, I still say it's Aquinas there. And then in 6A, just pull a name out of a hat. Yeah, I, know, I don't know right? if anybody can beat Derby. Mm-hmm. Lawrence and Free State go over. Now, this is the one thing that is different for Derby this year is that Lawrence is better. And so instead of just having to beat, like, you know, maybe Free State or somebody else over mm-hmm. there, like a Topeka, which Topeka's okay, you know, they've got a couple teams from from the east side here that will they will have to deal with. And so they may be a little bit more beat up. I mean, there could be a scenario where they have to play Lawrence Free State in the quarterfinal and Lawrence in the semi. Semi, yeah. And that's tougher than what they've had the last few years. And then you look on this side, Shawnee Mission Northwest, Gardner Edgerton, Blue Valley with their one mm-hmm. over Rockhurst looked really good last week. Blue Valley, Blue Valley West. West. I mean, Blue Valley North is a dangerous yep. team as that team gets better as they go on. I mean, uh, you know, it's – there's a lot of teams over here, and it's going to be it's going to be matchups. It's going to be where you fall in the bracket, mm-hmm. and 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 then if you get there, if you're healthy enough, Olathe North, if you get there, you're healthy enough to to get it done when it comes down to it. Missouri side, what I just said about the Sunflower League and the EKL six A teams applies to the applies to the Kansas City teams. The one caveat is Blue Springs and Blue Springs South are in the other district, yeah. on the other side of the bracket from the Kansas City schools. The Kansas City schools, the rest of Kansas City schools, Rockhurst and and the Suburban Gold and Liberty Liberty North and Lee Summit, they are in the side of the bracket that would meet up with the DeSmet CBC winner. And I think DeSmet's pretty good. Um, and also, uh, it, you know, Blue Springs is in with Joplin, but I don't really know how Joplin, they're undefeated down there, but they've only played, you know, they beat Webb City. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the toughest team on their schedule, and they've, they're done with that, and they're kind of moving along. So uh, that's, I think Blue Springs, you, you know, has a good chance to get out of their district and has a good chance to, to beat that other district in the semifinals and go to the state championship game, I don't know if they can win it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they could win it if they got another Kansas City team. You know, if it's Liberty North, I mean, they're going to find out. They're going to play Liberty North here in a few weeks. They're going to play Park Hill uh, in, in a couple weeks. They're playing Wright Pack this week. So we're going to find out a lot about Blue Springs as it goes. But they may be, you know, they may lose two more times or three more times and be five and four coming out and finish in a four seed in that district and win that district. And yeah. I mean, Blue Springs South was a six seed last year. Went on the road to a seven win team and beat them by. They were up by three touchdowns most of the game. Yeah. And Blue Spring South had two wins last year. So, I mean, and I'm not saying that Blue Spring South isn't going to go on the road winless in the playoffs and maybe not beat somebody or play somebody tough. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. So, in six, those are the teams. I like Staley. I, last week just, woo. I, I don't know. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. North Kansas City looks good. They have not played the same level of competition that Staley's played. 
Raytown has looked good with their annual hiccup to Oak Park. I'm not really <laughs> sure what that's about and why that happened exactly the same way it happened this year. Uh, but Raytown is in a district with Fort Osage who's getting a little bit better, but they don't. Yeah. I mean, they don't really, you know, Park Hill South can do some things, but they, you know, I don't know if they can beat a North Kansas City and a Staley, which they may have to do to get out of their district. So I think Staley and Raytown probably because just they're at the top of those two districts have a good shot. In class four in Missouri, you've got Grain Valley in, in Warrensburg and Harrisonville and some of those schools in that district. Then you've got Lincoln Prep, Smithville, Kearney, Platte County, um, St. Joe Lafayette, Van Horn. Uh, who has one loss, mm-hmm. and it's th- all those teams will come out of that, and they will play the other district. Whoever wins that quarterfinal is probably going to the to the Columbia. They're going to have a chance to go play for state championship. I don't know if they're as good as Ladue or Webb City. That's who they probably see on the other side, but they've got a good chance to go. Odessa, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on the other side of the bracket. Odessa is a, a good team. You've got some Pembroke Hills, people like that. Center's also in that mix. And then Class 2, it's funny, the top four teams in Class 2 – if you look at the rankings right now, it's Cardinal Ritter, Lutheran North, Lathrop, and Maryville. The way the bracket is set up, only one of those teams is going to be in the state championship game because yeah. they're all on the same side of the bracket. And only two of those teams is winning a district title yeah. because Lutheran North and, and um, Cardinal Ritter are in the same district. And same with Maryville and Lathrop. So those are probably – Lathrop, Maryville, uh, and those are probably the best chances in Class 2 – Class one, you know, you go down and you look at like Adrian or somebody like that. Adrian's on the same side as Lincoln, who was in the state championship last year. So I don't know if they've really got a clear path, but it's going to be interesting. We we could have a year where we have five, six, seven. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, things fall right. Or we could go last year where we didn't win any in Missouri, uh, and and just the two in Kansas. And who knows? We could win all three in Kansas and win four or five or six in Missouri. You never know. Yeah. Um, so every team to answer my question, every, every team, team has out a chance. there. Man, I, at first I was like, oh, I hope I'm not putting Dion on the spot with this question. And no, I was not. I, you were fully prepared well, the, to answer that there's, one. There's one of the things that can that, that helps. When you vote on the rankings, and I put together the rankings, or I put together the team of people that does the rankings on the Missouri side, you see a lot and you mm-hmm. learn a lot. And uh, especially on the Missouri side, we have a, a Google Doc out there that every week we we put our comments on how teams are that's doing. That's cool. And so that's how we all communicate. and. Uh, it's 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 a great way to 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 be able to do that and and this year we've got uh, you know in some years we've had as many as fifteen people and and that's uh, yeah, I always feel like more people are, are is is a good way to do things mm-hmm. but then this year we're down to nine a lot of that has to do with the, the industry um, yeah. the, it's hard to find people uh, you know a lot of places aren't like the Columbia paper is using stringers to cover. <laughs> High school football, and so yeah. there's just not anybody. There's not a physical body in some of those places, but we're down to nine people, and really, I think our everyone has really taken ownership of their area and given good thoughts, and and it's helped us in that sense. The only thing nine does is you see more ties, just because there's not as many points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had we've had ties for tenth a couple times, which looks <laughs> funky on the page and <laughs> that kind of thing. When I do my videos, it looks kind of funky, but that's the only downside of that. And on the Kansas side with K preps. Matt Gilmore puts that together on that side, and I vote in that. And and uh, you know, I, I I look at those every week and put together that you know list of of how everybody you know the schedule for all those ranked teams. So mm-hmm. once you type them up and then go back and update them every week, yeah. <laughs> you end up doing a lot more than you ever wanted to. I bet. <laughs> um, that's awesome, and that is our time. Dion, thanks so much. We appreciate it. It's always fun. Uh, thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.